TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Megan Goldsby today and Jeff Bell. Well, as we've been reporting, California will stop requiring kids to wear masks at school on March 12th. It'll be strongly recommended, although no longer mandatory, but individual school districts or counties can override that guidance and still require kids to wear masks at school. Yeah, that long-awaited announcement came this morning from the governor's office, although he chose not to hold a news conference himself to discuss it, leaving that task instead uh, to State Health Secretary Dr. Mark Galley this afternoon. California will align with Oregon and Washington in lifting the school mask rule effective March 12th, although, as we said, individual districts could keep it in place longer. Effective tomorrow, the state will also end the indoor mask mandate statewide for unvaccinated Californians in public places, aligning with the latest CDC guidelines. For more on today's announcement, regarding masks in the schools. We are joined on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline today by Troy Flint, Chief Information Officer for the California School Boards Association. Thanks so much for being with us once again. So so what is your reaction to the timing of this? Letting kids remove their masks, but not for two more weeks. Overall, we're pleased that Governor Newsom has heeded the call of the California School Board Association and other groups to provide an exit strategy from these emergency COVID-19 measures, which of course include masking, uh, the most visible uh, regulation that people were discussing. I think it's gonna provide needed clarity for schools, both from an operational and from a community engagement standpoint as they make plans for staffing, for budgeting, and for the ongoing health and safety procedures. School boards, administrators, staff, and families really needed this information as they make critical decisions on these topics. And now that we have a clearer picture of what's coming forward, uh, we can begin to plan for this next stage of the pandemic. A number of districts across the state had already been ignoring the existing mask mandate and not making kids wear those masks. Do you think that put pressure on the governor and state officials to make this change? Sure, I think it did put pressure on. I wouldn't say that was a decisive factor in their decision-making, and even if it were, they wouldn't uh, confide that to me. But I don't think anybody could ignore uh, media coverage, the public demonstrations, and the fact that you did have some uh, renegade districts, a relatively small uh, number, 25 or so, out of the 940 districts roughly in the state uh, that did stop enforcing the mask mandate or announced Uh, publicly that they were not enforcing the mask mandate. I think there was cumulative pressure, uh, but there were a number of other factors guiding the decision as well, including the, especially the health metrics that Dr. Galley cited in his announcement. Well, on the other hand, though, of course, there's going to be districts reluctant to let the kids take their masks off, even after March 12th. Do you have a sense of what percentage of schools might feel that way? We don't have any data on this, but we will be watching it very closely. I know there are a number of districts throughout the state uh, which have pushed beyond uh, the bare minimum in terms of COVID-19 mitigation measures. 
I don't expect that to change in the short term. And some districts even have negotiated uh, certain standards for health protocols with their unions, which continue through the end of the school year. Uh, so there definitely will be many districts that go above the minimum and, and keep stricter, stricter masking mandates in place. You know, the teachers' unions have been pressuring the governor not to lift the mask mandate too soon, and it's there's going to be two more weeks now as a buffer here before it actually comes down. Is it your sense that the unions are on board with this now? I think so. I think that we have a significant trend line uh, stretching uh, back a number of weeks, and uh, presumably we'll have two more weeks of positive data by March 12th when the masking mandate will no longer be in effect. Uh, California is looking to be in a similar position or better uh, than other states that have been aggressive about COVID-19 prevention, but have now decided to remove their mandate, states like New York, Connecticut, and others. Uh, so I think there is enough information here for all parties, labor, management, students, and families uh, to welcome this decision on a local level. I know there were, will be certain segments of the population who want the edict to come down from the state and don't want to devolve decision-making uh, to the local level. But one thing Dr. Daly stressed in his uh, press conference today is the importance of the impact of COVID-19 varying by communities. And now we're in a situation where local uh, health officials can work with the schools to make decisions based on the impact and the ability to cope with the virus in those specific communities. On that front, you just mentioned the variances. Uh, the the uh, pandemic itself has certainly rolled out in a series of waves. How convinced are you that school boards can be flexible if, in fact, things get bad again, say, in the spring? Yeah, that's certainly a concern because I think we're in a stage where we're dealing with COVID fatigue. It, it'll be two years in just a couple weeks. And I think there's a hesitancy it once you throw off the shackles, have to return to a more restrictive environment. Uh, but we're certainly going to stress to our members something they already know, but it helps to be reminded of that they're in those positions to make tough decisions. And if there is some future development where there's another strain or what have you, uh, they need to make the decision that protects student health while also allowing for students to have meaningful instruction. And I don't think that the state will hesitate to step back in if the situation becomes critical and we're not seeing compliance or we're not seeing um, measures at the local level that indicate uh, there is a, a properly cautious attitude toward COVID mitigation. And I know a few young kids in my life who've never been to school without a mask. Now, what's this adjustment going to be like for those very youngest kids and, and what will be done to help them transition to school maskless? funny i was just thinking about that because i have one two of those kids actually um so I, I think each person each family is going to have to make a decision about what they feel is the right step for their personal safety and i think that's something that school boards need to be and school staff particularly those in communications roles and leadership roles need to communicate uh, that merely because the mandate has been removed uh People have valid reasons for wanting to take extra precautions and uh, make sure that those kids feel supported, even if they're in an, in an environment where they're one of the few kids that are wearing masks. 
All right, well, thanks so much. Certainly going to be a lot of adjustment for a lot of people. We've already heard from the Oakland schools this afternoon that they're going to take a few days to decide whether they're going to uh, remove their own mask mandate March 12th or not. We'll see. That's a district-by-district decision. Troy Flint, Chief Information Officer for the California School Boards Association, thanks so much for being with us. You can hear the State of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign. KCBS. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.